Hey guys, and welcome back to the official podcast of Develop Yelman, Develop Yelman Unplugged. And uh, today's going to be a little bit of a different episode. Today it's uh, an episode that I want you guys to reflect on something very important, which is self-gratitude. Right now with the coronavirus and the quarantines and all the stress, we've all had to readjust our timelines, our plans, our projects, and many of us are feeling stuck. Many of us are feeling paralyzed. Many of us are feeling afraid of the future, and we're blaming ourselves for a lot of things. We're blaming ourselves for not taking advantage of this time. We're blaming ourselves for not doing things uh, properly, and it is very frustrating to be in a situation where we are so hard on ourselves. And I've caught myself uh, during this quarantine being super hard on myself because I've directly tied my self-worth, my confidence, my uh, optimism to certain advancements that have been delayed. And uh, accepting the fact that their delays can be hard for anyone. But uh, accepting the fact that there's delays with so much uncertainty, that is extra hard because uncertainty doesn't instill confidence. Uncertainty puts us in a very vulnerable position. Uncertainty puts us in a, in a situation that we, we really got to reflect inwards and we not, need to find different ways of identifying our value, celebrating our value, celebrating our achievements, our contributions. And it's a very active process and it's a process that we often skip, we often overlook because if we have impending doom in our mind, if we have impending doom in, in the news, if we have impending doom... Everywhere we look, in the media, everywhere, we start getting very, 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 very discouraged. And um, I'm a fatal optimist growing up. Everyone called me a fatal optimist. Everyone has told me that I, uh, I'm so optimistic that it will get me into trouble. And even me during this time has been like, holy shit, this, what, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to deal with this coronavirus? How am I going to deal with with all this pressure and all this, like, I was so stupid, why didn't I do this? And obviously we want to go back in time and change things. We want to go back and and we punish ourselves for not having taken advantage of the time we had before the coronavirus. And uh, as the, the months go on, the pressure rises. The uncertainty gets more difficult to deal with. And uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about how how to manage this and and I'm going to implement the the six elements a little bit because in develop yummy we talk about six different personality types that make up your your entire personality right so so you're not just one personality type you mix of different personalities in different moments you step into different roles depending on what's required depending on on your societal context depending on your passion projects there are many variables that influence your behaviors and your character traits but there are certain character traits that are just biologically more comfortable and more natural stronger instincts and those are the ones i want to talk to you guys about so um i want to talk to you guys about how each personality type measures value and success. 
because we all have different things that we need in order to feel successful. So an electric type, the most extroverted type, the, the most youthful, playful, adventurous type, needs to feel like their life is dynamic. Right now, it's very hard to have a dynamic life. But for an electric type, they need to explore. They need to see new places. They need to, to hang out with different people. They need constant change. They need uh, that emotion and excitement. They need certain adrenaline. So for them, being locked up, it's, it's torture. Uh, it's really tough for them. And if they don't have a very rich life with many different things going on that kind of keep them stimulated they kind of can collapse and uh, or they can get very tense and very anxious and, and it's not a pretty sight. So how do you manage that? The fiery type, the second most extroverted type, the fiery type is a personality type that values progress, values impact, values influence, values being in a leadership position and being able to change things, inspire, inspire people and uh, really get stuff done. In the quarantine, that can be hard. There are certain projects that need to be put on hold, that need to be put on hold indefinitely until we have more information or more clarity on how this is going to develop. So for a fiery type, putting those projects on hold or adapting to the changes, it can be tough. It can be tough because insecurities come in because fiery people, in order to feel confident, they need several wins, regular wins. And right now, if they have to re- evaluate everything, learn new skill sets, develop new skill sets, develop new abilities, new strategies. That's a huge slowdown for a fire person. And having that slowdown can be tough. I'm fiery and I can tell you while I'm adapting to the situation, it, the pressure is definitely getting to me and the uncertainty and the sense of lack of progress is really getting to me despite advancing on many fronts. Then moving on, the aquatic type. The aquatic type is a very emotional type, a very sentimental type, a very uh, family and romance and uh, just kind of... A per a per it's a personality type that romanticizes things and, and needs that personal deep connection, you know, not superficial stuff, like deep vulnerable stuff with the expressions of emotions, spending time with those loved ones. And... For aquatic people, many times their way of feeling successful and accomplished is having a, a, a beautiful romantic relationship or having really good, strong friendships, having very strong connections to the family. And right now with the coronavirus, what's happening? Well, we are social distancing. We are in quarantine. We can't necessarily see all the people we love and care about. We can't necessarily uh, deepen those relationships as easily. And it's, it's a different way of connecting and it's a different way of building relationships. And for an aquatic type, that can be tough. That can be tough not getting to see those loved ones every weekend or, or really getting to hang out with, uh, with their partners as much as they'd like. So it's, it's one of those things that, again, the situations are affecting our confidence, our self-worth. And... I'm going to get to how that ties into self-gratitude in a minute here, but I want to give you guys this context. So I'm going to continue. Uh, the uh, earthly type, the earthly type values harmony, comfort, uh, stability, 
values really building nests for themselves and for others. And right now, while they can be building nests for themselves and others, they might be worrying a lot about people that might not be close by. They might be worrying about the conflict and the drama in the home with everyone being drained and secure and stressed and worried and anxious. And they might be trying to, you know, fix everything, please everyone, you know, just kind of keep everyone calm and relaxed and, and, and happy and confident. Then uh, with the situation, you know, with everyone being more insecure and more anxious, that can be tough. That can be tough. I have an earthly side and I spend a lot of time trying to make sure everyone is happy and sometimes I forget about myself. And uh, that part is, is definitely a challenge. Uh, and then moving on to the airy type. The airy type is the first of the two introverts, meaning they need lower social stimulus, less physical movement, more time to reflect, analyze, you know, spend time reading, doing things to stimulate their brains. And while a quarantine by nature is a little bit more introverted, uh, right now all the extroverts are at home and they're creating a lot of chaos and noise and also for introverts, they value having the time to have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C and really analyze all the options and all the variables. And right now with the quarantine, what's going on? Well, there's so much uncertainty, it's hard to come up with plan A, B, C, D, you know? So for area types, they need to find a way to organize their thoughts, organize themselves. And uh, it can be tough to organize themselves and make decisions in this atmosphere and uh, finally moving on the metallic type you know they uh, they have very concrete definitions of what it is to be successful they have very concrete plans they're very concrete strategies they are routine driven they are uh, very analytical they usually have our plan a type of person so when their plans change that affects th the whole confidence outlook stability and and it takes a long time for them to reevaluate their path and if their plan A has been influenced by this coronavirus, it's going to be tough. They have to reevaluate a lot of things and, and rebuild and, and pivot. And uh, metallic people can be a little bit rigid in terms of once they kind of pick a path, changing that can be tough for them. So um, now that we've talked about the, the six elements, what I want to talk to you guys about is well, what are the common denominators? Well, uncertainty is tough for all of them. Uh, heightened anxiety is is a reality during this time. And uh, in terms of projects and things that they need in order to feel successful, all of those things have been either delayed, modified, influenced, or, or just, you know, become a different process to deal with. So what I want to talk to you guys about is how can we take a moment to stop being so hard on ourselves? Because... We have so much time with ourselves right now, and that time that we have with ourselves, what are we doing with it? Me personally, I spend a lot of this time torturing myself. I spend a lot of the, this time punishing myself, getting upset with myself. I am feeling guilty. I'm feeling guilty for a lot of choices from before the quarantine and the beginning of the quarantine. I'm feeling a lot of guilt, frustration. I'm feeling kind of sometimes a bit defeated. I'm feeling like I don't have control over certain situations. 
a safari person, I like having control. I like uh, advancing with a very kind of ambitious uh, pace. And right now, it's very hard to do that. And everyone is insecure around me because of the, the situation. So I don't get that same sense of confidence from people or that boost up from people because everyone needs a boost up. So I have to find a way to boost myself up. And fiery people often rely on other people to boost themselves up. And now it's like, I have to do that job myself sometimes. And it's like, ooh, okay, how do I do that? And uh, I want you to realize that there's nothing wrong with taking your time right now. There's nothing wrong with you slacking off a little bit, you watching some Netflix, playing some video games. There's nothing wrong, you know? Do your thing. Do whatever it is you need to have the mental clarity you need and the inner peace you need without pressuring yourself with goals and projects. And whatever happens during the quarantine, you can rebuild. You can get back on track. You can find yourself again. You can... You can take time and explore options. Like, there, there's really... You can reinvent yourself. There are a lot of people that are doing a great job right now at reinventing themselves. There are a lot of businesses and people that are taking this as an opportunity, as, as gifted time, gifted time to build something, to learn something. And that's wonderful. But if you're not one of those people, just don't be so hard on yourself. And, and I know that I'm oversimplifying it right now, but... See it as the first step because, yes, once you take this time, things get easier. And what do I mean by this? In Develop Yelman, we talk about this concept of regeneration. We talk about there's certain activities, certain environments, certain things, certain actions that fill us with energy and inner peace depending on our personality type. With the extroverts, it's fun, adventure, playfulness, socialization, movement, etc. With introverts, it's a little bit more quiet time, organization, structure, etc. This is an oversimplification, but your environment can either feed your energy or, you know, spend your energy. And we talk about how each one of us has a mental battery, a social battery, an emotional battery, a physical battery. And there are many different things that give us energy and take energy away from us. But... In order to boost yourself up and have the energy to actually face things, what do you need to do first? You need to disconnect from the pressure. You need to stop being so hard on yourself. And you've got to give yourself those environments and those spaces that you need to feel better. That's, that's the starting point, okay? So, so when we talk about self-gratitude, yes, part of it is celebrating your achievements. Part of it is being agile with your mind and being able to see your contributions, achievements, and things from different angles, not just from one angle. Uh, part of it is diversifying your measures of success and value, so you don't just measure it as one thing. A lot of people, they have just one thing that they consider to be, if I achieve this, then I'm valuable. If I achieve this, then I'm successful. No, it's not about that. It's about diversifying and and having a lot of ways of measure to measure success and value. But before that, before any of that comes into play, you gotta find a little bit of peace. And the first thing you gotta do is just 
gotta stop beating yourself up. You gotta stop torturing yourself. And you gotta be okay with failure. You gotta embrace failure right now. I'm coming to terms with the fact that the coronavirus will require me to rebuild a lot of things, reconstruct a lot of things, change a lot of things, adapt a lot of things, learn new skill sets. I'm coming to terms with that. But in order to come to terms with that, I have to stop beating myself up. And when you start looking around the world and you realize we are living in one of the greatest equalizers of all times, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter where you are, your projects right now are influenced by this. Your self-worth, confidence, and mental health is affected by this to some degree. And there are very, 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 very successful, wealthy people that right now are very scared. That are stuck in their plans too. And also there's more empathy right now. So if you don't get that bill paid, if you don't get that project out on time, if you don't get even the basics done the way you would like. Don't be so hard on yourself. It it I can't stress that enough because we're all feeling the pressure. We all had these timelines where by this month I want to have this amount of money or this type of body or this rank at work or this amount of influence or this amount of subscribers or this amount of this. We, we all have something we were going toward, hopefully, to some degree, whether it be very concrete or, or vague. We all have something that we're moving towards. And now we have to understand that things are slowing down. And that is okay. If your timeline was to have something done by two months from now, it's okay if it takes five months or six months or a year or that you have to actually build it after the quarantine. I have come to terms with the fact that as long as my projects and my goals are strong enough, nothing will stop me. For example, develop the element. I know that no matter what happens, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit because the goal is bigger than my fears. But I've got to embrace my fears in the short term and accept the fact that in the short term, I might, I might have to deal with certain discomfort. I might have to deal with certain frustration of things not going our way for a little while. And that's okay. That's okay. So... Just take your time. Enjoy this time without pressure. Don't be afraid of... Your, take your ego aside. No one cares how long things are going to take for you right now. No one cares if you lose things and have to rebuild things. No one cares. We all understand. We all understand and respect your journey. Embrace the fact that right now things are going to be a little different. And well, uh, my girlfriend Des just joined. Thank you for being here. Microphone, microphone, DJ. Okay, there it is. Now it's working. And I brought Kit Kat with me. Yeah, hi Kit Kat. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're the master of being hard on yourself. You're the master of being hard on yourself. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> yeah, I am... Um, 
very hard on myself because I always feel like I have a specific uh, day scheduled for me to get something done. And if I don't get it done, I I am very hard on myself. It's, I guess it's because for the past uh, years, my anxiety and my depression have been so bad that I haven't been able to accomplish and done the things that usually people at my age have done. And now I'm trying to make up for that for years and years that I lost um, by giving my uh, mental health pow more power than it like should. I should have given it. Um, so I guess now that I'm getting better and it's no longer a big part of my life, um, I'm trying to make up for all that time that I lost as a teenager, as my first years of being a young adult and I get frustrated if I don't get things done because I just feel like people my age have this and have that and I I'm very good at comparing myself and I think that's something that we shouldn't do and yeah. sometimes that I've been avoiding but it's hard because um, I see the results from someone that hasn't been dealing with um, mental disorders through high school and then there's me and then it's like it's tough but I mean it's okay. Some sometimes when I when I start feeling better, I realize that it's okay for me to be like this because I have something that a lot of people don't have and that's understanding how these things work. Yeah. And I can make something um amazing out of it even though at the moment I don't see it. And I'm so good at comparing myself with my with my classmates uh, my high school generation that now has graduated from university and I'm just like I haven't even I started one year uh two semesters and I still haven't been able to finish them so yeah I am very hard on myself I try to make up for that time and sometimes it's not the best <laughs> way to approach it yeah. so. no it's one of those things exactly you have this sense of lost time yeah because and this happens to a lot of us there are a lot of things that because of... I had a, a, a challenge with shyness. Uh, believe it or not, I'm an extrovert. I'm an extrovert in most environments. I have no problem being charismatic, center of attention, blah, blah, blah. But there have been certain environments growing up that because I was bullied a lot and I was always the outsider, I would feel, you know, I wouldn't know my value. So what happened? I would... I would reject myself in a lot of environments and I would skip a lot of events and a lot of things for a long time because I didn't have the self-worth to take advantage of certain opportunities. And I think by the time I reached like 25, I started being like, oh my goodness, I lost so much time. I want to make up for that time. But we all have gone through periods where we haven't taken advantage of opportunities where we have fe felt like we wasted time and then we want to do everything in one go. But remember, we live up until 80, 100, 110 now and let's see what technology is going to help us reach uh, in the next 100 years, you know? We live longer than ever. We have medicine and healthcare systems that can save us from a lot of things that killed our ancestors. Meaning there's not as much rush. You don't have to get married and have kids and have the perfect career and the perfect house by 40. Let's face it, 
my aunt and uncle, they just had a wonderful kid at, at 50. There's no rush. And the moment we stop rushing and enjo- start enjoying the journey and the twists and the turns in the journey, we can start enjoying not just the journey, but ourselves too. And on the topic of self-gratitude, how can we take time to celebrate our achievements a little bit? How can we take time to celebrate ourselves? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, Well, what I do... (laughs) Yes, you have many ideas. (laughs) I know you do. You do it a lot. Shopping. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yes. No. Okay, sure. Shopping. That's... She's fiery. One thing that makes her feel good about herself is shopping. She has a shopping addiction. If you would call it an addiction, wouldn't you? I don't know. I a shopping so. problem. A shopping problem. A shopping problem. Yes. Uh, but one of the things right now is, yes, you do want to take time to do things that make you feel good about yourself. And if shopping is one of them, do it. Have fun with it. Uh, but no, I'm talking about mental exercises one of the things you talk about in your video on your youtube channel about what was it your journey with anorexia yeah you talked about having gratitude for the simple things you talked about being able to having arms to touch having like like how to love your body more Uh sometimes you gotta look at the stuff that you have right now and celebrate it yeah um those little things matter, even though I'm not going to lie. Thinking about those things, not it, it's not going to help every single time. No, no. Um, because sometimes when I'm doing really bad, I try to be like, okay, I, I have this, I have that. And then it's just like little things like yeah. I have hands, I have feet, um, my eyes can see and stuff. But at times it does work and then at times it just makes yeah. me feel worse. And I just hate myself more because... Yeah. I it's I can't even value those things, yeah. um, and then my mind just goes in a dark place. But it it does work most of the time. Like most of the time, it makes me feel better, especially with my eating disorder, because um that is a very that is something that I'm going through a lot <laughs> these days, and something that I just I haven't figured out a way to to have to be confident to have the body that I want without starving myself because that's what I've been doing for years yeah. and now I actually have to like eating well and everything obviously makes me gain weight and now I just don't know what to do if I don't have motivation to go to the gym well I mean I like going to the gym I've always liked it. I, I really like it. It helps my mental health. Yeah. But in during these times, I can't go to the gym. The gym is closed and stuff. So I don't have like a gym here. And I don't, I, it's really hard for me to get out of bed and do exercise. And before I could just go down to the gym and it's really nice to be there. And um, so it, it has been pretty hard for me lately because of that. And, um, but I guess you just have to focus on the, on the positive side that that's what I do. And at least I say, you know, I'm healthy. I'm not sick. Um, I'm okay. (laughs) And, um, yeah, that's what helps me. Yeah. I, I, I think there are a few things you have to look at because for example, with you, one of the things that works with you a lot is 
you compare yourself to your low points. Yeah. But when you compare yourself to your high points, it's torturing yourself. Yeah. But when you compare yourself to your low points, it's quite nice. What do I mean by this? For example, Des, a year ago, was in hell. Emotionally, she was in a bad place. Physically, she was in a bad place. She was, she was not healthy. She was not that in a good spot. So when she goes back to that point where she was at a low point, and she looks at now, it's like, whoa, look at all the progress. But when you go back a few years back, when you were in a high point, where you were more confident, where where things were going very well for you, then it's like, oh, I used to be able to do this. I used to be like that. And then you beat yourself up for not being at your high point. Yeah. And right now you're in a medium high point. Yeah. I mean, mentally, I am. Like, in other aspects, I'm in, like, the highest point of my life. But mentally and I, with my mental disorders and everything, I am in, like, a medium high and um, I know that I shouldn't be impatient because the first time that I had a relapse, it took me two full years to yeah. be able to be normal. Um, but I just guess that I'm very hard on myself because this time I don't have the gym that I can go and yeah. I could just be there for two hours and really just be myself. And um, and that's what really just frustrates me. And um, also, I like to eat a lot of... <laughs> I've been wanting to eat a lot of things that I, I know that I'm not supposed to be eating if I if I don't like sugar and things. Um, and it's really hard to control myself and say, no, uh, I don't need this cupcake or I don't need this piece of cake. Eh. But we are in a we are in a pandemic and it's hard um, to control certain aspects of your life. And I guess that's something that I've been dealing these past uh, few months at first, it wasn't that bad, but now it's like I, I really need to start <laughs> not consuming so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that, first of all, we have to understand that right now, whatever choices you make right now during the quarantine, very few of them are actually permanent. Any mistake that you make or any misstep that you take, you can correct your path after the quarantine. So, for example, right now, if you eat a little too much, it doesn't matter. Afterwards, you can run that off at the gym and you can get stuff done and, and, and you can build that body that you really want. You don't have to build it right now. But obviously, what right now, we have extra insecurities and extra uncertainty. So what happens? Well, we are extra hard on ourselves. But right now, honestly, it doesn't matter. Indulge, enjoy, don't beat yourself up. Have those goals for after the quarantine. Make a plan. Have a strategy. I'm going to go to the gym after the quarantine. I'm going to take advantage of this. I'm going to go for runs. I'm going to go this. And little by little, implement things at home. Yeah, sure. Little by little, eat healthier. Sure. Little by little, do whatever it is that you need to take steps closer to your goals. But you don't need to be so hard on yourself. You don't need to torture yourself. And right now, we are all torturing ourselves. And like embracing failure and understanding a failure is a short-term thing and a stepping stone to your goals changes everything because you can fail in your goals during the quarantine but then step out of this quarantine and be on fire and that's something that the moment you understand that you're gonna stop punishing yourself so much 
I am grateful for a lot of things to myself. But most of my attention mentally is in all the things I feel like I'm not getting done. All the pressure I have from a different economic reality, a different reality as a business leader having what control do I have? What do I have to adapt? What do I have to pivot? How am I going to manage my staff, both in terms of financially and emotionally? Because right now, not only are the finances of my staff important, but also the emotions of my staff important. How do I, how do I manage that? And how do I manage that when my emotions and my finances are stressful like, and, and, and I'm not my best self? And I think the first thing is have you got to have a, enough humility and enough confidence at the same time to be like, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I do what I can. And we live in a digital age where we want to keep up appearances. And this has always been the case. I mean, in the years, there's a saying, keeping up with the Joneses, you know. If your neighbor buys a cool car, you buy a new cool car. If your neighbor has a cool yard, you're going to make your yard cooler. If your neighbor paints the house, you're going to paint the house. Like, there's a lot of that, right? But now we do it with social media. We do it with Instagram. We do it with Facebook. And I'm a big fan of social media. Don't get me wrong. I'm one of those people that I see these things as opportunities. I see them as opportunities for anyone to start a business and increase the influence and worth and whatever. But I also am willing to acknowledge the flip side. When we have insecurities, we compare ourselves. You compare yourself to models that have perfect bodies and you complain that you don't have the perfect body. Yeah, I do that a lot. You (laughs) do that a lot. It's not healthy. It's not healthy. (laughs) What do I do? Well, I do the opposite. Well, not the opposite. I do the same, but within business. I look at people that right now are in the quarantine, killing it, doing a wonderful job, growing their businesses, having a a great success with their digitalization. And I'm just like, I have more experience in the in-person classes, seminars, talks, uh, conferences, events, like live events has been my bread and butter for a long time. And I've been spending time exploring the online stuff. Obviously, we've been working on building out our YouTube. We've been working on on this podcast. And and we've been working on a lot of digitalization strategies. We're developing some digital courses. And I did have some, you know, some time building up before the quarantine. But now it's like, oh, shit, I need to have, I should have been further advanced on this. And then I just look at people who, who have figured that out already fully and I go damn I hate myself why didn't I do this a year ago when I had more resources and more liberties why didn't I do this when I had the chance why didn't I do this why didn't I do it this way why 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 did I wait because sometimes we get comfortable sometimes we grab onto what we're good at sometimes we grab onto the things that we know and then something like this happens and if we haven't diversified our business enough it hurts when you realize, damn, I was enjoying the fruits of this one thing so much that I didn't diversify enough in time. And luckily, I dabbled in things. Luckily, obviously, we've we've been doing this podcast uh, enough for a while, and and 
YouTube, I we had a lot of experience making YouTube videos, but we never were the most consistent. And now it's like, okay, now we gotta get a consistent schedule. Now we gotta prioritize this over our previous strategy. And with you, with your body, yeah, you look at all these people and you go like, huh. I want that waist, I want those shoulders, I want this, I want that, and that's a good body, and blah, blah, blah. And then you start devaluing yourself a lot, and you get very hard on yourself. I should have gone to the gym when I had a chance. I should have done this when I had a chance. And you punish yourself for not taking advantage of the things that you had available before the quarantine. And honestly, that's the worst thing you can do right now. You cannot change the past. Yeah, you can't do that because you get stuck. Yeah. And I must admit, like... I am stuck at this moment. I haven't designed anything. I'm basically just living day by day. And um, I was super excited for this topic at the beginning because when we came up with these ideas, I was doing much better than what I'm doing right now. And honestly, just being... Back then, I was like super excited. I had a lot of things to say. And then... Now it's like um, I don't I'm not in a good place like I'm not in a good place um, mentally I'm not in it and it's like it's hard to sit here and just I don't have the same things to say than when we came up with um, ideas for season two for the podcast like no, and, in and, that and moment, I think I was that's okay. actually a good thing yeah it, it, it I is think a that's good a thing. good thing because Obviously, here at the office slash apartment, we have a lot of resources, we have a lot of tools, we have a lot of things that really give us a certain edge or a certain uh, baseline that gives a certain well-being to some degree, right? And when we started this out, we are like, oh, we're going to take advantage of this opportunity to share all these wonderful things with everyone. And, you know... We have so much to talk about, so much information to share with the world. But we are only human. Yeah. And this thing is extending itself every time it's like, okay, this is going to be longer. First, it's like, this is going to be one month. Then it's like, this is going to be two months. This is going to be four months. This is going to be six months. This might be a year. This might be two years. We don't even know now. And then it's like, little by little, that control and that confidence that you have gets taken away from you and it doesn't matter what tools you have what what personal development process you have it doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank or how you live uncertainty is uncomfortable because it's unpredictable and as humans we like having some clarity about what direction we're going and right now i'm actually happy that we're doing this episode when for example both of us have been through an emotional roller coaster as of late. Yeah, we've been not so not the best versions under, out of no. out of uh, of ourselves. Um and we've been I guess the key is taking it day by day, yeah. moment by moment and uh yeah, I am frustrated with myself because I haven't done things that I'm sh- that I think that I should have done by now. I should have a bunch of things up mm, on my store. I should have this, I should have that. And basically, I'm just doing what is keeping me like giving classes and that's it. But I'm not I'm not out there doing more than that when I have all the time in the world. And before I 
I had like less time because right. and um and I would get more things done than now. And I've seen that's a trend in a lot of people, but but that's okay because we are not o- most of us are not okay mentally. Most of us are scared. We're living in fear because of this whole right. pandemic and um most of us can't even move. Yeah. So it's, it's paralyzing. Okay. It's, uh-huh. it's a paralyzing experience. It, yeah, and it's Really, it is something that no one expected. No one, like, a year ago, everybody had their normal lives. Mm. Everybody, like, no one expected that we were going to go into a pandemic this year. Yeah. No one expected that we were going to be on lockdown, that we were going to lo- lose jobs. and No one expected things to get this bad. Um, and so it's, like, it really is a situation that it's okay if you're not okay. And I tell myself that every day until i start believing it because it really is okay not to be okay we're living in a situation where we never thought it would be possible we see it in movies yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm just like here it's like, like a lot of the stuff we're living in stuff that we've watched in zombie apocalypse movies for years and it's like now we are living and it's like this is i i never imagined i would go through this in my lifetime yeah like we did not think that it would happen in our lifetime um so I'm I guess what I'm just trying to say is maybe I'm not good mentally, but I could be worse. And that's that's a very good point because the reality is if we really look at things and when we look at talk about self gratitude, be grateful for the fact that you haven't given up fully. Be, yes. Be grateful for the fact that you maybe got out of bed today or at least you turned on the T V today. <laughs> like and or showered or showered today like it we all have different processes and i know there are people in this quarantine that are probably listening to this and it's like that's not my reality i'm having a blast and we have days like that we have weeks like that we have times where it's like this is so wonderful we get to have time to do this and it's so beautiful and we're so happy and wow we are so lucky blah blah, blah. but there are also times where it's like holy shit this is scary this is tough this is and our anxiety kicks in, right? And obviously you have a history of, of, of mental illness for years. And then there are a lot of triggers here. And that's okay. That's okay. And I remember in the beginning you were like, I have been preparing for this my whole life. You know, now people know what it is to have a panic attack and anxiety. So I've got this. I've got this. I'm not panicking because I'm an expert well, at this stuff. Actually, I mean, compared to how I think I would have handled it in that, the past, no, you're doing I'm good. You're doing... doing pretty well i mean yes i have really bad days and this <laughs> um the these past two weeks have been i think the hardest for me um and it's not because the thing is my eating disorder takes part and has a lot of power in my life Dang. and if i'm not okay with what i see in the mirror that goes to affect how i am doing things like even working because I'm not comfortable with people seeing me and even work. It affects my, my working side. It affects um, pretty much everything. My personal life, it affects everything. If I'm not happy with what I see in the mirror, it goes bad. And there was a period in my life where I was really, I was really doing good. I was exercising. I was just, um, I was the best, version of myself so far yeah. um 
body wise and I was healthy. I was doing two hours at the gym. I was really, really good. Depression hit and all of that went away in a month instantly. Um, and I'm trying to be that person, but it's hard during these times. And yeah. I guess that's what's holding me back because I am very confident when it comes, for example, I'm an English teacher. So I love, I'm very confident in my classes. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> and, um, and I, and I'm very good whether I, whether I'm sad, depressed or having anxiety throughout the class, I'm very good because I plan ahead. I do this, I do that. And I go a little bit like. I love to give my 100% of myself in each and every one of my classes with my students. Um, so luckily it doesn't affect that, but getting me to the computer is a challenge. Yeah. Getting me, there's there there are days and nights I say I hate what I'm doing with my life. I hate this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to give class. And it's not because I'm talking. It's my mental disorder, yeah. my, my eating disorder talking. It's the one telling me that, Why are you going to get in front of the camera if you can't even be, you're not feeling good in your own body? Yeah. Why are you going to do this? And that's the terrible thing about eating disorder. It controls everything in your life yeah. from your sex life to your, to your personal life, to the way you work. And it just, it, it takes control of everything. And that's what I've been dealing with lately. When I started noticing that I was not the, when I was starting to get bigger And when my jeans started to fit tighter and it was just like, I don't want to be like this. And so that has been a problem for the past two weeks because I can't find the motivation to get up and do exercise. Yeah, it's you got to break cycles right now and yeah, you got to break them slowly or fast. It's okay either way. But the first thing you got to do is you got to stop being so hard on yourself. And, and I know I have said that like a million times in this episode but it's the truth like when it comes to self-gratitude take a moment and celebrate every little win every little battle you're having yeah. in your mind because we are battling ourselves more so than we're battling other people we're battling ourselves we're battling our inner demons or voices or whatever you want to call it you know those little voices that tell us we can't do things or that we are shit or that we are lost or that we are stuck or that impending doom is happening and it's all our fault and we mismanaged everything and blah, 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 blah. We gotta, we gotta change our internal narrative, but it doesn't happen from one day to another. And the key to do that is first, just be like, yo, I got this. I got this. We can change this. We can change this. But just extend your deadline. Extend your deadline. Don't don't be like this has to happen during the next three months. Be like as long as this happens within the next couple of years, I'm gonna be better. Yeah, it's how can I say this? Um, it takes a lot to focus on the little things, but that is what matters right now. It's okay if you're not as productive as you want to be. It's okay if um, you're not doing all these things and a year ago my life was not the best life ever i was no, i imagine you going through the quarantine the way you were a year ago yeah I, if i were i would have not been probably alive <laughs> by now if i was in the mental state that i was a year ago i'd probably be really bad or probably be hospitalized somewhere yeah. because how bad i was um and that's what i try to do i try to think of myself i am thankful that i have you i'm thankful that i'm living where I am right now because 
if it would have happened a year ago, I'd definitely be hospitalized somewhere. Um, But even though uh, lately I haven't been the best version of myself, what gets me up every morning is the fact that I look out the window and it's like I I wasn't here and I never everybody around me never thought I would be here. I didn't think I would be here. And last year, um, well, I made my vision board. And during at this time uh, a year ago, um, I still hadn't accomplished anything on my vision board. I was just starting to talk to you. We had just met. Um, so I'm just like, it's okay if I haven't finished anything. It's okay if I haven't really accomplished anything from my dream board, my vision board, because a year ago I had nothing as well so I think we should always remember that things are different this year things are going to be tough things are we're going to have good days we're going to have bad days but for example today maybe I won't get things done everything that I want to get done but I got on this podcast Uh, and I wasn't feeling so good this morning I had a really tough morning um not mentally, but like, physically. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, physically, I was <laughs> sick. Um, but I got on the podcast and that's that's see, those are little things that we should celebrate, even though I was late, but I was here. And that's one thing that we should always remember. It's OK to do things halfway. Yeah. And one idea I grew up with, like I said in the last uh, last episode, I grew up with being told that you do things right. And if you're not going to do them right or 100 percent right just don't do them at all. And one thing that has been helping me through years and these past two weeks that it's been terrible is that I can do things halfway. And sometimes I'm too hard on myself, but I'm out here working and I go and I give a class even though I'm not mentally well, but I give my whole 100% to that class and it feels awesome to hear my students say, "Hey, I'm doing better. I'm 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 starting to understand things when i read when i see that their pronunciation is getting better those little things get me happy and it's like i'm not wasting my time i'm actually out here helping people um and sometimes we overlook those things just the fact that you're alive today and you're able to get up and shower that should be more than enough to celebrate yeah i mean when it comes to having self-gratitude thank yourself for everything thank yourself for not giving up Thank yourself for taking one more step. Thank yourself for making plans. Thank you yourself for being so hard on yourself. Thank yourself for not being so hard on yourself. <laughs> thank yourself for taking a moment to watch uh, some Netflix and, and relax your mind. D- uh, thank yourself for, for calling that family member. Thank yourself for everything that you do every day. And if you want to have more self-gratitude, ask the people around you, what things do you do that they value, that they think are special, that they think you know, that they wish they had or that they wish they could do because sometimes you need a little nudge, a little bit of support from loved ones to see your value. I'm not saying that's always going to be the case, but if you're having a hard time, you know, ask them. Hopefully you get some good answers. Uh, But within yourself, be willing to celebrate all those small little things. And people grossly uh, overestimate what they can do in the short term, like in a year, year and a half, two years. But they grossly underestimate what they can do in 10 years or 15 years or 20 years. Like in the long term, we're getting way more done than we realized. 
if you look back in the last five, ten years, you're not going to recognize yourself from five, ten years ago. And hopefully there's going to be a lot of amazing progress or a lot of amazing wins that you did not anticipate. But if you look back a year, maybe that conversation is different. Maybe you're like, ah, one year ago, I had the plan to be this far by now and I haven't reached it. But if you look back a little further, things get a little bit more interesting. Usually, it depends, because obviously with this... It's drastic. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the things I was talking about is it also depends exactly to which point you go mentally when you go backwards, whether you go to your high point or your low point. But if you if you forget about high or low point and you just look at an overall you know list of achievements or wins and you look back within one year versus five years hopefully your arch of five years is going to look a lot more interesting. Um, Manatee says, we all have good days and bad ones. It's just part of being alive and it's okay. Yeah, it, it's very true. Um, we're all human. There's also one thing that we have to look at is also when we reach a certain level of success. You and I do this a lot in different ways, right? <laughs> so you, you've had this wonderful transformation this year. You've put up YouTube videos where, where you talk about, you know, the before and after about a year ago versus now, how you've been dealing with your mental illness, or with, with your eating disorders, things like that. You've talked about how you went from being locked up in your room for six months to now working uh, a full time and living a quite complete life and from being afraid to go on elevators and, and stores and anywhere, everything got you scared and gave you panic attacks to now being able to go to stores and enjoying it and going up and down elevators every day, no problem, right? Um, and you've, you've gone back and, and talked about those things. But there are days where you have bad days where you go like, how can I make those videos and tell people that I'm better when I'm not better? Yeah. Because there are days where you feel like all that progress isn't real because you have those tough experiences. I also, you know... I obviously traveled the world giving talks, seminars. I, I, I've been on humongous stages. I've, I've been invited on TV and radio shows. I've had a lot of wins, right? But with those wins, what happens? When you have a period with fewer wins, and there's kind of a downturn, whether it be of the market or whether you are in a rough patch or whatever, then you start doubting yourself and it's like, am I being an imposter? You know, the imposter syndrome, you know, that feeling that people are going to realize you're a fraud and that you have no idea what you're doing and blah, 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 blah. Newsflash for you. If you know what you're doing, you're not doing it right. What do I mean by this? You're not stepping out of your comfort zone enough. You're not learning new skills. You're not putting yourself in vulnerable enough situations. Understand that in order to actually innovate, you have to take risks. In order to level up, you have to step outside of your comfort zone and do things you have no idea what you're doing. Most of my biggest wins has been me just being like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it whether I know it or not. Most of the greatest opportunities I've had when I've said, yes, I'll do it without being prepared, I've been like, oh my goodness, I'm super nervous. I have no idea what to do. But I did it. And then I felt better about myself afterwards. But there have been equally amount of times where people have offered me great opportunities and be like, no, I can't do that. And I felt like shit after that. I still beat myself up for, for opportunities I didn't take three years ago, four years ago when I was less confident, right? But understand 
that we have our ups and downs, we have our good days, our bad days, even the richest, most successful person in the world has moments of imposter syndrome, has moments where they feel depressed, anxious, scared, etc., etc., etc. That is normal. No one is happy 100% of the time. No one is confident 100% of the time. And actually, if you are stepping out of your comfort zone, you're growing, you're innovating, you're taking risks, you're going to have more periods of discomfort. And that's okay. Your life, Des, has been a lot of discomfort. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> a lot of going against what people have told you about what's right or what's successful. You've had to define your own path with your relationships, with your career, with your lifestyle. Most of the things you've been judged about. But now you, on average, are happier than you've been before. Yeah. Yes, short term, right now with the pandemic, there are some tough parts. But you let yourself, you took risks. I just don't listen to people. <laughs> um, yeah, I, do, I did. I took risks. The thing is, when, uh, when you go through hell in your life, you realize that if you follow everything that everyone says to you, you should do this, you should do that, the, um, this is the right path to go, um, this is what you should be go doing. And then when you go through hell and you realize, what am I doing with my life? Like, am I really this happy? When you're there, that's when you're like, I should be changing. I should be doing this. Um, and that's when you stop listening to people. Um, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I'm happier or, you know, nothing that's going on was supposed to happen, but it's happening. And if you can either look at it at the negative way, or you can look at it in the positive way. And I choose to look at it in the positive way because my whole life I've been looking at things negative in a negative way and it didn't get me anywhere. But once I changed my mindset and I looked for light, even in the darkest places in my life, um, I know that after tragic moments in, in, in history, people start to get better. And I'm quite excited to see two years from now, a year from now, what people are going to be doing. What things are we going to be doing now? Clearly, we know that um, we're hurting Earth. So maybe we'll have a lot of people out here doing um, things to save the planet now. Um we'll have people coming up with brilliant ideas on how to do i don't know random things in life yeah. um i'm quite excited to see what people come out with and as someone that has been through hell twice in my life as someone that has dedicated so many years to depression and anxiety and i've just been in dark places i know that every single time i get up i become a whole, uh, yes i become a whole different person i become stronger and people are Sometimes people don't even recognize me. Now that I'm in this point in my life, um, that I came out of my second period of darkness and whatnot, um, I have friends telling me like, what? Your life changed from, for them, my life changed from like in a day. Yeah. Um, because but they don't know the buildup. They don't know the, the buildup. years the of ambition yes. and internal battles you had to actually get here. Yes. And I had to, I had to stop listening to <laughs> I had to stop listening to my parents. <laughs> I had to stop listening to family members. I had to stop uh, listening to all the voice and the noise that were surrounding me because 
I wanted something and I knew that no one that I knew had accomplished that. And I knew that I couldn't really use that advice because that wasn't me. So I guess I was always very ambitious. I was always, even though there were days, there were days that I didn't think I would accomplish the things that I wanted. Um, but I knew you can either look at it in a negative way and beat yourself up or you can look at it in a positive way. And right now, yes, I'm not in the best state ever, but that's okay. I can have bad days and that's okay. And I can have good days and that's okay. Yeah, in her digital store, desicogo.com, she has designed a pillow that says, it's okay to have bad days. And we tend to forget that because we try so hard comparing ourselves with others and i do that i've been doing that like we literally just watch a netflix show and i'm just like see that's the body that i want and i just start beating myself up but that's the worst thing i can do yeah no right now it's it's i love what you just said about you know filtering the noise because we are our own worst enemies we beat ourselves up and this episode is about stop beating yourself up celebrate yourself value yourself and you know be grateful for yourself. Value all your contributions. Value all your small wins. Gratitude is key. It's It changes everything. It changes everything when you can be grateful for certain choices you've made. Being grateful for this fact that you had the confidence to stand up to people in your family. Having the confidence to be like, you know what, I want a different reality. And even in the process, when you're in the thick of it, just taking those choices, it changes everything. And one thing that, that that we have to look at is how can we filter out the noise? Because, yes, it's good to be grateful for people's feedback and guidance. But if we take that information without a spam filter and we read it all and listen to it all and digest it all and we apply it all, we're never going to be ourselves and we're going to be living other people's lives. Yes. One thing that you guys have to remember is and I had to learn this the hard way. Your parents, your friends, your family members—they're not always right. Yeah, I'm. And they're not always right because they have different goals, different contexts, different experiences, different traumas, different insecurities. They have different realities, and they will be giving you advice based on the mistakes they made. They'll be giving you advice based on the goals that they have for you, based on what they feel is the safest path. My dad is an amazing person, a brilliant mind. Uh, he's an Ivy League educated professor who went to Penn and Princeton, two Ivy League schools. He obviously felt that for me, my path was going to be through academia because uh, academia worked for him. That's how he dealt with his confidence. That's how he overcame shyness in a lot of areas. It's how he had a very wonderful life and how he gave us a very wonderful life, right? Yeah. So obviously he wants to share his success with us. He wants to share his uh, strategy with us. And for my sister, actually, she's wonderful in academia. She, she, she's amazing. She, she's a genius. But for me, academia was very tough. And uh, part of it is because I'm an extrovert and academia is in many ways designed a little bit more for introverts. I mean, yes, I love giving presentations in front of the class, but in terms of the more introverted work, it was harder for me, right? So uh, you have to find your own path. So you can be grateful and value people's feedback without devaluing your context and your reality and your path. Yeah. So I can receive 
and listen to those family members that are being generous with their feedback and ideas, but I don't have to let that devalue myself. And mm. I have to have the confidence to be like, thank you, I receive it, I listen, I will apply what is relevant to my context and I will not apply what's not relevant to my context. So there are a few things that I always say in terms of how to filter the noise. One, identify, do you want the life that that person has, yes or no? Do you want to learn something from them because they have figured out something that you haven't figured out yet? Okay, take the time to learn from them. If you don't want to learn from them or if you don't want their life, don't give their voice that much power. Also, ask yourself, have they taken into account your context? Do, you, do they understand your context? Do they know what you're going through? Do, you know, do they know your challenges? Do they know your fears? Do you know what resources do you have? Do, you, do they know what you're going through? Are they giving you feedback based on your current real complete reality or are they just judging you from surface value, from uh, the outside without having enough context? Context is key. All the factors, variables, situations that influence your way of being, behaving, acting, thinking, or that influence other people's behaviors, all of those things, that's valuable information that we often skip and we have emotional reactions or we fill in the blank with our own personal context from our past and things don't work. But if we take the time to communicate our context to people, we get better feedback. When we take the time to identify when people have taken into account our context or not, we will act on better advice. But if we just l take advice without that spam filter and we treat all advice equally, then we're gonna be like losing ourselves trying to please everyone and trying to be something for everyone and we lose sight of what we need to be for ourselves and you can like people are going to be happier when you are happy but they're going to be more intense they're going to be more judgmental they're going to be more annoying when you're not in a good place yeah and then you feel like shit you feel like shit because people start treating you like you're shit but it's because people get desperate yeah, people get desperate and they just want you to go to the safe path, the path that's going to bring you money, the path that you know that you're going to have something secure. But you can't always play it safe nope. because then you won't get out of your comfort zone. Then you won't. If I would have played it safe, I would still be back home working a normal job <laughs> um, and living with my parents. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I wanted more for my life. Right. And if I wouldn't have taken the risk that everyone in my family said no to yeah. um i would still be stuck in a place where i'm not completely happy mm. one thing i've seen i've seen it with you and i've seen it with my sister two people that are from anxiety depression etc 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 you when you decided to move out and take risks and be willing to kind of explore your, your path and it tell my sister when she decided to move to japan without having any like any experiences that instill confidence in me as a brother. Like, she never got on a bus. She never went to a store by herself. She didn't even talk on the phone. She One day to another, she's like, I'm going to Japan. And, like, there are many times where we overprotect people that we love because when we see them in a fragile state, we want to do everything for them. We want to solve all their problems. But we cut their wings and we make their reality smaller. But the moment that we trust and people and support people in breaking a cycle that is powerful yes that is powerful because then you're teaching people their value and it's a process of letting people find their path it's a process of letting people find their path 
and you gotta let people find their path you gotta help them in their journey you can teach them about what worked for you but with a disclaimer this is what worked for me but you have to find your path and also whenever you receive any information you gotta filter the noise filter the noise and never let anyone wants advice or context devalue you because we all punish ourselves when we compare ourselves to others whether we compare ourselves to others on TV or Instagram or whether we compare ourselves to the feedback we get from others. Yep. So take some time right now. Cut yourself some slack. Do whatever it is you need to do to get a little bit of inner peace without judging yourself for being not productive. Don't stress too much about what steps you got to take backwards. Remember, a catapult, first you got to take it backwards for it to shoot forward. Right now, we're taking steps backwards. We're taking ste steps backwards to rebuild, to find ourselves, to catapult ourselves forward. In this quarantine, you're going to take many steps backwards. You're going to take steps sideways. You're going to take steps in every single direction, and you're going to be very hard on yourself. But keep going so that you can push yourself forward. And the moment you take enough steps backwards and you have enough runway to fly forward fast, all of a sudden, five years of buildup will be like, poof. It's like with this. She spent how long time being stuck, but really she was preparing to catapult herself forward. And people were like, you just changed from one day to another. Wow, how did you do it? But it wasn't one day to it another. Was not it, was day. it was years, years. <laughs> of buildup for that catapult moment. Yeah, it was no, it was years of preparing myself mentally, of finding myself, um, and and just filtering all that noise that kept saying you you need a safe you need to go through the safe path you're not going to be able to to do things on your own um and even though i know that most of them meant it because they were protecting me um so but in general take risks just just take them um yeah. uh and because then you won't you're always just going to be stuck. If you don't take risks, you're just going to be stuck. And don't be afraid of falling. Don't be afraid of, of taking steps backwards. And right now, when it comes to self-gratitude, be grateful for all the steps that you take in every direction, even if some of them are stepping backwards. Because remember that some of these steps that you're taking backwards will be what will help you catapult you forward. Yes. So right now, it can feel like you're taking a million steps backwards. But if you use this time right... You can learn new skill sets, new abilities. You can prepare yourself mentally to catapult yourself after the quarantine. Yeah. So if you don't have the perfect body, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the perfect job, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the perfect career, it doesn't matter. If you don't have the perfect finances, it doesn't matter. If you have to sell your home or sell your cars or you need to downsize, it doesn't matter. You're going to rebuild afterwards, but you're going to get the strength right now to rebuild something even better. And... If you hold on to what you have so rigidly, you're going to end up with less. If you're willing to be agile and just adapt to the times and not be so hard on yourself, you can literally take this as an opportunity to level up. I'm a big fan of always taking as many opportunities to level up as possible and reflect in your life how many things right now that you're judging yourself by or where you're being harder on yourself how many of those things actually you taking steps to level up afterwards? And remember, you don't have to level up today. Sometimes it takes a lot of grinding, a lot of battles 
to level up, I mean, think of video games. The higher level you get, the longer each level, level takes. So right now, this level is a long one. This is like a boss fight. This is like, this is the this is a big challenge, and it feels hard. But you gotta keep getting up. Good. You gotta keep getting up, and eventually we're gonna slay this huge dragon, which is the coronavirus quarantine situation, and we're gonna feel invincible afterwards. But uh, trust me when I say that when we come out of a dark place, things get we better. things get better. We get stronger. Things change, and it might take years, like it took me. But you won't even recognize yourself from the beginning of this quarantine. And by the end of three months after the quarantine is over, you guys are going to be on fire because that's what happens when you go through hell yeah. and you survive it. Yeah, no, you you will you will not recognize yourself. And, and yes, exactly as, as Des says, many times in history when we've gone through wars, when we've gone through adversity, when we've gone through... Uh, mass illness when we've gone through different things we've come together as a community afterwards we've found innovative solutions we have been kinder to ourselves kinder to the planet kinder to like there's so many lessons that we learned during hard moments but one of the biggest things that we learn is our strength in times of adversity and right now we're in the thick of it we are at the peak in many countries of this coronavirus meaning we are feeling more pressure and anxiety than usual or more fear or frustration. But six months from now, a year from now, hopefully we will look back at this time as, you know what, we got through this. We can do anything. And if we if we start looking at it that way, everything everything will improve for you moving forward. It doesn't have to be fixed now. You don't have to have the perfect life now. You don't have to be doing things perfectly now. And remember, a lot of things that look like a distraction are actually you recharging yourself or you managing your, your stress and anxiety. And if you mess up a little bit or you have some questionable choices right now, who cares? It's not about the now, it's about the future. It's not about where you are now, it's about where you're going. So have a plan for the next 10 years, but be patient. And don't be too hard on yourself if this year things take a little longer. That that's I think that's one of the biggest points that we, we gotta make. And yeah. Take a moment. And this is gonna sound cheesy. This is gonna sound cheesy. But fuck it, let's do it. Take a moment and do like a gratitude journal for yourself. Make a list of all the things. Take a notebook and write down all the things that you're grateful about yourself. It's the most cheesy thing, it's the most generic thing that I can say about this topic. But one thing that I know is sometimes some types of journaling can go a long way. It's one of the things I love about how you manage your mental uh, illness. Yeah, you journal and you have different code, co like color coded how bad or good a day is. And you can look back and be like this time last year, this time uh, a month ago, I was red. I was terrible. And today, you know what? I'm orange, it's not as bad, but it's bad, but you know what, I'm doing better. Or this month I had more green days than I had red days. Uh, six months ago, a year ago, I had more red days than I had green days, etc., etc. So journaling can help. It can, it can help organize your mind a little bit. So is it cheesy? Is it generic? Yes. Do we feel uh, silly sometimes, especially sometimes fiery people, if we can feel a little silly doing things like that? Fiery. I know, <laughs> but like sometimes we can end up 
feeling silly doing things like that. Kit Kat. Um, <laughs> and I will say, taking the time to do things like that sometimes can go a long way. And also, I'm going to give you another exercise to diversify your list of uh, measures of values and success, which is make a list of all the things that make you successful and valuable. Not just uh, things like, ooh, I made a million dollars or I got on stage on this or I got invited to do this. Those are good too. Or in order to be successful, I need to be a doctor. In order to be successful, I need to be a lawyer. In order to be successful, I need to be uh, this. No. Make a list of things that you do every day. Like, ooh, I am empathetic. I am kind. I am generous. I am patient. I don't give up. I never back down from a fight. I... Uh, I am better today than I was a year ago. Um, I might be going slower in my path, but I'm constantly moving forward. Whatever it is, just make a list of all the things that you consider to be valuable uh, in you or that you think are defined success. And how can you measure yourself? You know what? I am generous. I am this. I am that. Don't just add things that are far in the future because... If your list of measures of success only are to become a doctor, but you fail at getting into uh, a medical school, you're going to feel like a failure. If your measure of success is only, I'm going to become a military person because everyone in my family was military, but you have a back problem and you can't get into the military, you're going to feel like a failure. If you have that, uh, you have to become a professor because that's what your dad did and you don't become a professor, you're going to feel like a failure. So make sure to diversify your list of measures of success. Make sure that it's not just things that your parents told you or your culture or society told you. Make sure to have a mix of things because the more diverse your list of measures of success is, the easier it is to celebrate your value and be grateful for yourself when you fail at something because you go like, okay, maybe I failed at getting into this college or I failed at uh, getting this job, but I still do this, I still do this, or I'm doing this very well you know what? I'm kicking ass. And remember, you are always where you're supposed to be. So if you didn't get into that school, if you didn't get into a, a perfect example is um, when my sister did her first uh, round of uh, to to apply for the best school here in, um, in, in our country. She was ambitious. Um, she didn't want to go to any other school except the best school in our country. Um, the first year she didn't get in, she was pretty upset. She was pretty, pretty down. Um, and she just didn't know what to do with her life. That year that she was supposed to go, if she would have stayed that year, that's when the massive earthquakes happened here in the city. Um, and I told her, I was like, I know you're not in a good mental state, but maybe you would have been in a not the best place during those huge massive uh earthquakes and maybe you wouldn't be here right now and i told her you're always where you're supposed to be so that's when um so yeah i i i'm a strong believer you're you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be every single time I mean, there's a reason why you're there and sometimes we look at things but we don't see why we're there we don't see what we saved ourselves from we don't see that that type of stuff and when that happened to my sister, I was pretty upset. I was like, she's the smartest one. <laughs> why? why? Um, and I could feel I could feel how upset she was. But when those big, massive earthquakes happened, I was like, you could have been over there. 
you could have been days without being we could have been days um without having any contact with you but i'm like things happen for a reason and the next year what happened she got into the school she 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 tried she 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 worked so hard but the next year she was able to get into the dream school that she wanted to and as a uh, i have a family that's not a rich family that's between middle class and low class and having that accomplishment really changed our lives completely we come from a neighborhood that's not the best neighborhood we come from a place that you know it's not the best uh way of life um and our neighborhood uh our neighbors still can't believe that both of my sisters are in that school because it's the best school in the country and they're like how did they manage to do that because everyone's just used to going to the basic um yeah. which there's nothing people, wrong people settle a lot people settle a lot and everybody's just you know but my sisters were like no we want this and we got it and it's quite amazing but like i said that's a good example she was where she was supposed to be and Thankfully, she was not there for those big ones because we don't know what would happen. Yeah, and and I think what 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 you talk about a good point to extract from that is sometimes you can be going through something that appears to be shit, but if you analyze it deeper, maybe you can identify. You know what? I just saved myself from this, or I did by not being there. This opportunity opened up. Like, for example, sometimes you're very hard on yourself that you didn't go to school or that you dropped out of college and things like that, right? But I wouldn't have met you. And that's the thing. <laughs> sometimes you, But sometimes you go one step further and you're like, okay, but I wouldn't be here right now. And I like the life I have right now. It's a different life than the one I had planned. But, yes, this thing that seemed like a setback that I tortured myself a lot about has allowed me to open up these new doors, unexpected doors, that are actually more in line with what I actually had planned for I myself. I was supposed to be a dentist. <laughs> yeah. I w- should have graduated by the by by this time, but um things changed. I got sick. I uh I couldn't make it. I made it into the school, but I couldn't go to class and um things changed. And yeah, sometimes I beat myself up because I'm like I'm supposed to be a dentist right now. But Yannick said something very important the other day. If I would have chose to be a dentist, I wouldn't have um as mm, like what did you say like i wouldn't be working as much or i wouldn't be yeah right now i mean right now as a teacher during the pandemic you're giving more classes and making more money than you were during before the pandemic and yes as a dentist right now it's not the best time to be a dentist because the only clients you would have would be the absolute emergency ones yeah people will not be showing up to dentists and technically you're supposed to close those type of businesses except for very urgent things in most places. Yeah. So, yeah, had you been that, right now you would have had a tougher time. Right now, you spend how many hours in front of the computer giving classes to I don't know how many people <laughs> around the world and it's wonderful. And that, again, had you been a dentist, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that luxury that you have now, right? Yeah. So sometimes there are things that we feel like are missed opportunity, but actually turn out to be a better opportunity. It's like me. I was supposed to be in Hawaii. Um, I got accepted with a scholarship to Hawaii Pacific University like five, six, seven, seven years ago. Seven years? Oh, well. <laughs> um, and um, I only came here to visit family for a week because my grandmother had cancer. I ended up staying here. I ended up starting a business. I ended up you know, just kind of extending my stay. And now seven years later, I'm still here. And for a long time, I was like, what would my life have been like had I lived in Hawaii? 
But then I wouldn't have created Develop Element. Then I wouldn't have reconnected with my sister. Then I wouldn't have met you. Like, there's so many things that I wouldn't have done that I've done. So many times when one door closes, 50 other doors open. And we've got to remember that. So right now, don't worry about all the doors that are closing. Don't worry about all the opportunities that I missed. Don't worry about all the steps you're taking backwards. You're going to be able to catapult yourself after this quarantine. Celebrate your small wins. Celebrate your big wins. Diversify your measures of, of uh, success and value. And just, you know, stop being so hard on yourself. So that uh, covers basically the topic for today. And anything you want to add before we wrap up? No. No. Okay. So thank you very much for, for being here with us. We are super grateful for you. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week, same time, same place. So have a good one. <laughs>